Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. I'm your host, Joel Silverstone. Today's episode is the Shared Experience Extravaganza Summer Edition. We're going to be bringing the greatest hits from our guests from the past uh, 2022, and we're also going to be answering your questions, the listeners' questions. Now, can't do this alone. Uh, I've got two guests here for on our panel. First up, we've got Joy Newhold, co-owner of the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. Joy, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for being a guest here on our episode. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing some of your insights as a leader and, of course, as a listener to the podcast. Uh, and, of course, someone who's listened to every single episode and been through it live and in the post edits is our producer, Erica Bailey. Erica, how are you doing today? I'm feeling awesome. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> Great. Well, thank, thank you for jumping forward and being in front of the microphone for today's episode. Um, so, you know, as we're going into summer, uh, we were thinking, oh, this is a great where people maybe haven't had a chance to catch up on some of the, the episodes that we uh, have done so far in 2022. And you might be thinking of making your podcast list. So we're going to go through some of the some of the, the highs of the podcast and what were some of the great takeaways from each one and give you a chance to go, oh, yeah, I want to go back and listen to that. And we shared a lot around feedback. Uh, we talked about difficult conversations. We talked about communication styles. We talked about uh, time management and a lot of insights that came out of these episodes. And uh, we're also going to be answering, as I said, your listeners' questions. But overall, Joy, you know, thinking back about some of the episodes that we did, uh, what's maybe what's one thing that stood out for you about the uh, about the podcast so far? So my favorite part in every podcast episode is the ta-da moment. Someone shares a lesson that they learned, and I appreciate it because they're being really honest about a mistake they made, and then, you know, it helps us learn too because then they explain kind of what they what they learned from it. My, uh, the other part I really like is we do three stars at the end where, we're, where we sum up three main points that we can take away from the podcast. And then this is going to sound funny, but I love the homework um, because it actually sums up kind of who we, who great Canadian training is, where everything is very practical, it's hands-on, and you're able to apply it right away. So the, the homework, you know, you can apply it the next time you're in a similar situation. You, you know what, Joy, what you said is we get so much feedback about that that three stars part of it. Uh, you're not alone, apparently, in liking homework. Uh, and and it's, part of, it's part of what we do here at Great Canadian, which is uh, creating a learning, but making it experiential and make, make it practical that you're going to walk away with something, whether you're listening to the podcast or you're taking the training. Um, and speaking of you know, training, Erica, you're so involved with the clients and the guests on, on the front line as you're organizing the training and organizing the guests also for the podcast podcast. Uh, what's maybe one thing that you took out of the, the most recent episodes that's maybe helped you deal with, with clients or dealing with the guests? I would say probably Nicola Van Dam's episode on are you objective or assuming? And what I took away is not making assumptions, especially when I'm emailing and having meetings with clients. It's really important to look at everything from the client's perspective mm -hmm. and acknowledge it might be reacting differently because that's what made sense to them at that time. And also know that I know our policies and procedures and our yeah. calendar, you know, kind of off by heart, but they might not know that. So just keeping super clear and don't assume assume that they know everything is definitely a huge takeaway for me. And 
guided me when I'm dealing with clients. Such a good reminder not to assume. We, especially when you do things uh, every day, dealing with clients, dealing with guests every day, and it's so easy to get into a routine. Uh, and then just to take that step back and go, hang on, <laughs> this is the first time the guest or this is the first time the client is dealing with us. Um, what might be some other questions that I can maybe answer they might not be aware of? Uh, I love that, Erica. Exactly. Let's jump into the podcast. Before we jump in, I'm reminded of John Horn's uh, episode where he was, John Horn is a sports broadcaster and he was sharing presentation tips from a sports broadcaster, things that we could take uh, from his work as a sports broadcaster that we could take into our own, whether we're doing presentations or we're leading meetings. And one of the things he said that was most important is that before you get into that spotlight moment, which is where we're all doing here in the podcast, is to get comfortable. You got to warm up your voice. You got to get those muscles in your mouth moving. Um, so let's borrow one from the uh, the world of acting, and let's do a, a very easy, if everyone's ready, let's do a very easy vocal warm-up. We're going to do a little tongue twister that's going to warm up our voice, but also to warm up our our the muscles in our mouth, which, believe it or not, just like you said about assumptions, we can get on cruise control with the muscles in our mouth. So here we go. It's very simple. It's four words, and those four words are red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> so... Let's try this out together. Is everyone ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. And on one, two, three. Red, red, le red leather, leather, yellow, yellow leather. leather. Great. Let's try it again. Red, red leather, leather, yellow, yellow leather. leather. Great. We're going to speed it up a little bit. So don't don't stretch out the the words. We're going to just speed it up. And we're going to sort of keep going as though we're on a we're, we're on a loop. Everyone ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Red, red leather, leather, yellow, yellow leather. leather. Let's keep leather. going. Red leather, red leather, red leather yellow leather, leather, red leather, yellow leather. All right. And scene. Oh, there we go. All right. Great job, everyone. <laughs> well done. Um, and there we go. So we warmed up our, our muscles and we're ready to go. We're going to get into the listeners' questions, but before we do that, um, I'm just thinking about all the episodes we did. And Joy, as a leader, was there was there one thing that you you took away from from those episodes, or maybe from the guests that that's really been helpful for you as a leader? There were definitely a lot of lessons, but one to me that kind of went through all the episodes was being very thoughtful on how you give feedback. So whether it's the timing mm -hmm. of your feedback or based on personalities or even like the frequency of, of giving feedback. Yeah. That's a theme that kept coming up was, you know, the intention of the feedback and, um, and to give it thought. Um, and we'll unpack that more as we go into talking about some of the episodes more, but I think that's, that's a great, that was a great takeaway joy. Um, Erica, if you're ready, let's go to listeners questions. So we got a great question from Katrina in Port Perry. Mm -hmm. Katrina asked, how can I give more specific feedback? Mm, that is so good. It kind, of, kind of going back to Joy's point about giving thoughtful feedback. Um, so Joy, I'll, I'll hand this over to you. You know, any thoughts here about, about giving more specific feedback? Uh, one way is, whether good or bad, is giving examples. Mm. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's got to be very specific. And we talked about that in the episode, can giving feedback be fun? <laughs> because we we definitely come with a, uh, we, we know Harvard Business Review actually says that one in two managers do not enjoy giving feedback. So, you know, how can we make this easier? Because it is so important for the growth of an organization. And as you said, Joy, when feedback can be specific and timely, um, it's relevant as opposed to, where did this come from? Why is this why why is this person saying this? So when it's uh can trigger a memory, this happened and this is the effect it has, uh absolutely it goes a long way. So let's talk about the episodes here. Uh we started 2022 with a little experiment and we decided to do something that we like to call our four-part series on dealing with difficult conversations. So we lined up our guests uh, and our episodes around the theme about difficult conversations, because this is probably one of our most popular webinars that we did on the professional skills side, and probably one of our more popular courses, Conflict Begone, Navigating Difficult Conversations. It definitely is a big topic within organizations, and people want to know um, how to be able to deal with difficult conversations because so much emotion is involved. In fact, 90% of the time you have a normal routine conversation. And then that 10% of the time, it's that moment where you or the other person says or does something irrational or it's triggered and we're in that difficult conversation. So Erica, um, maybe you could just recap what were, what were those four episodes that we talked about uh, in, in that series? For sure. So we kicked off with Are You Objective or Are You Assuming with Nicola Van Dam from the Ontario Power Generation. Mm -hmm. Next came How to Give Feedback Confidently with Nancy Shapiro, partner at Kofsky Minsky. Mm -hmm. uh, following that, we had Managing High Emotions, High Stakes Conversations with Shana A. Beeksma, founder of Beeksma Law. And the last one, you should remember, Joel, this was a solo episode just starring our host, and it was a difficult conversation. You got this. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it was a great way to sort of sum up everything that we talked about in those past three episodes and then bring some of the insights from that we know a great Canadian uh, around how to navigate those difficult conversations. Uh, Joy, if, if I could uh, put you on the spot here again and thinking back to those four episodes, uh, what did you find? Um, some of the points that came out of that that were really helpful. So many great points. So uh, Nicole Van Dam, she actually made me laugh where she mm. she uh, told an example where she asked a question. And it sounded like a parent mm. uh, talking to a child. Why did you do that? <laughs> so she kind of brought up the point where you kind of have to ask more questions more objectively, right? Tell me more. What's right. going on? That was a good right. lesson. Uh, Nancy Shapiro uh, was a really interesting guest. She's an employment lawyer and a partner. Mm -hmm. um, and she kind of talked about setting up the relationship early on, right? Mm. By how you treated people, by being nice, by being polite, instead of de being demanding, asking for, for help. And then later on, when you have to deliver feedback, um, the person receiving it just really trusts the person a lot right. more giving the feedback. And it's a much more interactive uh, conversation. Uh, Shana was really interesting because her job too was really interesting. She's a, a state and trust lawyer and a business owner. Right. And so um, she kind of explained to us why, 
like it's a very high stress job because the people coming in, there was several levels of emotion that you could be dealing with. And so really she talked about like, you can't ignore the emotion, right? But you don't want to take it on and get burnt out. So emotion really does have to be acknowledged, but you also need to stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, um, all really good points. And then the last one, which is where I shared around the difficult conversations, you got this, uh, again, we experimented, we did something a little different. We brought in some of the, some of the people who work at great Canadian to reenact (laughs) without any acting experience. They reenacted some of those difficult conversation moments. And what we were focusing on was missed opportunities to you, uh, in those difficult conversations. And this one, um, uh, this one I liked because Joel, I think this was your Tada moment because it was a real situation that came up with your son, who got to be in the episode too. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. We 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 did a casting call and he he passed the audition. Uh, but you know, what was why I included him in there was, um, you know, for twenty years I've been uh, working on uh, teaching and coaching on speaking about communication skills. But the, what I wanted to share was it's an ongoing process. Um, and, and he called me out on a moment that I didn't even pick up on. And so we, we reenacted it. And, uh, and, and that's the thing is like, you can't be hard on yourself about, about missing these moments because even with as much experience as you can, it's an ongoing process, a learning process to pick it up. And the big takeaway from difficult conversations is where is there an opportunity to seek common ground? Um, so not to make it me versus you. But how can we, you know, again, look at the problem together and maybe find common ground towards a solution versus uh, trying to battle each other? And that was the really the big takeaway. And that was that was the takeaway for me in that episode also where uh, my son called me out. All right. So thank you so much, um, Erica. If you are ready, let's do you have another question for us from one of the listeners? We do. So we got an insightful question coming from Leslie in Oshawa. Leslie asked, I struggle with not just what to say, but how to say it. Any tips for keeping your point, but delivering it in a respectful way? Yeah, su- such a good one. Enjoy. I, I, I know you've got uh, something you want to share around this. And um, going back to the Nicole Van Damme about assuming, um, not assuming and being objective. Um, and I think one of the big things about this, and again, going back to those difficult conversations, reminds me about not jumping to conclusions, to not assume what they're going to say next, or to assume what the intention is that they're saying something. Um, so when we are when we are saying something, to be respectful, we want to make our point without making it personal. Uh, with that, we really want to be able to uh, do it at a place that is not judging the other person. Uh, again, where we could seek that common ground. Uh, Joy, you know, any thoughts on this one? I know you have, you have something. Uh, absolutely. Nancy, in her episode, um, shared a really important point that one size doesn't fit all mm. when you talk to someone, right? We all communicate differently. So you could have someone who just wants really direct feedback. That's great. I have it. Like, I can move on. You may have someone else where they just communicate different. So, So there is a lot more conversation about you know what's coming up on the weekend and 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 then you know you give them the feedback and you can finish off the conversation and stuff and it's just based on communication styles of the person receiving the feedback yeah 
uh, it keeps coming back to communication styles. And it's something that we, we keep talking about uh, on the podcast and in our courses that um, no matter what you're trying to say, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're trying to say. It's how the person receives it based on how they like to receive that information, facts, logic, rate of speech, uh, emotions. Um, so let's let's talk about some of the the great moments that came out of this, these episodes around communication styles. And, uh, and Erica, I know, you know, we talked about this uh, after that episode, and I think it was Jay Guilford uh, episode uh, that meant something to you when he was talking about communication um, and, and joy. I think this is, uh, you know, I'll go to you first joy on this one, because uh, you also had something to, that you thought was really uh, significant. And, and Jay Guilford was the, I uh, was talking about leadership lessons from the circus and beyond because he designed the leadership training uh, for Cirque du Soleil. Uh, so, Joy, you know, what was your thought on Jay Gifford? I know that that, that episode really, really meant something for you on communication styles. Yeah. So he was talking about your message being clear and direct. So he gave the example of a trapeze artist when they're communicating with the floor manager and how important it was to be very direct and clear as to what the expectations are. That was not a situation where you could be vague mm. uh, because the stakes were very high and there was a lot of um, emotion kind of at that moment. Yeah, the trapeze artist is like 10 stories up in the air. <laughs> there's lots of noise going on. The heart is racing. The adrenaline is going. Uh, there's no time to, you know, to be unclear about what you're trying to say. You have to be very clear and direct because, yeah, stakes are high, literally. Uh, Erica, you know, thinking about being on the front line again with guests and clients, uh, I know this episode meant something for you too as well on that. Yeah, I find with a lot of our clients, sometimes they'll send upwards of 10 emails and we'll go back and forth all the time. So being extremely clear on my message and being direct and not kind of picking more flowery language mm -hmm. definitely helps get my message a point across to the client, which is important when a lot of our communication is back and forth over a number of weeks. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, it's such a good reminder that there's there's being blunt and then there's being being clear, and and that's what's so important here in that. Um, and speaking of that, it be being blunt or being clear. Uh, Kira Callahan, who is a sales coach and deals a lot with financial advisors, um, and her episode was selling isn't what you think it is, and and really helps demystify sales, taking the, the pressure off it about, about it being sales versus really about being a, a, a great conversation. And I love what she said about one of the going in to that sales conversation, not trying to sell something, but really more giving yourself a task. And that task was, I will not leave this conversation until I understand what is most important to that person. And I was like, oh, yeah. It just changes your mindset completely going into that conversation because you're now curious uh, about that person and you're not trying to sell. You're really trying to learn more. And then you're able to see what is the best course of action after that. And, and you know, the second part you said about that was it's the quality of your questions that build a relationship versus uh, overwhelming people with information. And that's, again, one of the biggest challenges, not just in sales, but in communication, where we we just keep going on and just figure, I'm going to give you as much information as possible versus pause, ask a really good question, get them engaged. That's our cue then 
um, Erica, if you have another question for us from one of the listeners. Yeah, so we have another question, which is super relevant for our current work climate. So Taylor from Guelph asked, how should I adjust how I respond to difficult people online versus in person? Well, we uh, that is a great question, Taylor, uh, because we all of a sudden were thrown into this online virtual environment um, and we've had to make some adjustments. And I'm going to borrow here from Jay Guilford again, um, who brought up a good point, some great statistics here, which says, you know, in the virtual world, you're losing 80% of that connection that goes on because we're missing a lot of the body language. We only see a part of the body language. We're missing a lot of that tone of voice because the virtual world, it eats up 30% of your energy. And if you don't even have like a good mic or anything like that, then we're just hearing all of the background noises. Uh, and this is the part that really threw me for a loop. We sound 30% less enthusiastic when we're online. So realize that not only, and we've got great tips here in difficult conversations, but to realize you have to work a little bit harder when you're online with your facial expressions. You have to work a little bit harder with your tone of voice. You have to work a little bit harder to convey that body language and make the person feel safe uh, because earning that trust is more challenging online than when you're in person, when you could just sort of maybe lean in uh, or they could, they could just feel that you are genuinely listening. Uh, and the other part of being online is we're, we're looking at ourselves sometimes. So that's, distracting. So that to be aware of all these things means that we have to be just that 20% more engaged um, when we are online versus than when we are in person. Let's, I think that's our cue to just sort of look at the time here and maybe talk a bit about time management, which was our episode that we talked about time management in 10 minutes. So we tried to get, you know, speaking about giving you as much information as possible, we tried to give you as much information as possible on how to manage your time in 10 minutes. Uh, let me go over to you, Erica, again, because um, you are juggling so many hats at Great Canadian Training with uh, the podcast and clients and uh, training and coordinating. Um, what was the takeaway for you from the time management episode that's been helpful? I would say time blocking my calendar. So before I would have this awful habit of starting an email, but midway through switching over to a document and then going back to the email, which was not the best use of my time. So I started kind of chunking out time on my calendar to block off. So I'll block an hour or two to focus on a task and only complete that task. So it really helped my time management. I will say too, I pair that with setting a little message on my team. So if any of my colleagues go to message me, they know that I'm working on a document and that I'll get back to them as soon as I'm finished. Yeah. And I'd say working with Erica, mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate that because by blocking it and putting the message on teams, it doesn't st stop the flow of the rest of us. We can still message Erica. We can still send emails and stuff. And then we just know, okay, she's busy the next hour or two. Thanks for chiming that in, Joy, because I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges is people feel guilty for blocking some time off to get something done. And so knowing from your perspective as as Erica's boss <laughs> that it's you respect her for that she's uh, being respectful with her time and that you know that, she, that she's using her time well and is focused and she's actually getting more done by being not available for an hour 
Um, and, and like you said, like she's not doing it all the time, but she's just doing it that hour or 15 minutes or two hours, whatever's needed. And you know, oh, she's being, it's productive time, time well spent. Um, you know, and I'll take away from time management. Uh, it, I, I still love these two questions, which is always to ask, is this the best use of my time? Is this the best use of my talent? Those are always my, my two favorite questions that I continually ask myself. And it helps you communicate sometimes uh, to others when they maybe give you a task that is maybe not the best use of your time and maybe not the best use of your talent and, and helps you communicate that. So let's talk about uh, leadership. And, and we had some great guests on that. And, and you know, one of them was Arminda Gonzalez Dumpierres, who leads the Talent Transformation at Walmart Canada. And her episode on inspiration and how do you share the vision you know, was great because she talks about it's, it's such an abstract thing and how to make it more tangible. Uh, Joy, you know, how did you, what was your takeaway from that about how to make inspiring and shared vision more tangible? Yeah, I I like the idea of like sharing your vision and bringing the team on board with you. So it really becomes a shared vision. They have a lot of input as to, you know, how it's going to get done and problem solve. And, and they can even start to see and break down the benefits that, you know, accomplishing this will have for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that was one of the big takeaways was get your, get your team engaged as much as possible um, and be the guide. You don't have to, even though you might have the answers, but just, you're just guiding them towards uh, that and, and asking the right questions to get them to, to solve it as well so that they're owning the vision as well. And, and, you know, the word inspiration was, I like this. She said, stop trying too hard, <laughs> speak the language, be clear. Uh, Arminda worked for so many years as a consultant, saw many leaders trying to use buzzwords or words that might impress, like strategize and optimize instead of just saying, okay, what's the best way to do this? Or what's the best way to direct this? Uh, and using real words uh, really connects you with everyone and gets people on board. And I think that was really important. Um. We also talked a lot about in this episode around leadership, you know, feedback kept coming up. Um, and in our episode, again, around can giving feedback be fun? We came up with, you know, six ways to make your feedback effective. Uh, we won't go through the six ways. You'll have to go back and listen to those that episode to hear the six ways. Uh, but Joy, was there one of those out of those six ways that that stood out for you? To make feedback sure. Effective. I, I think one of my takeaways was, was the timing of giving feedback. So if it was a bad time, maybe not that moment, but timing is also important in that you're doing it often enough or even close enough to a situation. Yeah. The t- timeliness is, is so important because if you miss it, then it feels like it's, it's like almost personal because it was like, I don't remember that. I don't remember it happening that way. But when it's timely, it's like, okay, it's very, very clear. Um, and one of my favorite sayings out of the feedback is when giving feedback, it's not what you say. People get defensive because of why they think you're saying it. So the intention uh, behind it is so important. Um, and, uh, you know, going, just going back to um, uh, Jay Guilford also, he also said, you know, about praise also being really important in feedback. And again, talking about that online, he says it's even more important in the virtual world because we're losing so much of the energy. 
we don't often give that positive feedback. Talk about timeliness, Joy, giving that positive feedback uh, when we're online as well. Um, let's let's talk about Michael Varga too. He was the, uh, you know, what does it take to be a master chef? Uh, and he was talking about feedback at a, at a crucial point, which is he's a reality TV star in a, in a, in a way. <laughs> uh, and all this excitement is happening. At the same time, he's got a real job to do. He's a, a Vancouver fire and rescue lieutenant. Um, and he got some difficult feedback. Um, and he shared the aha moment for him around receiving feedback. And the question he asked himself was, you know, when receiving feedback, is there a grain of truth in that? And then the second question he asked himself is, well, why am I reacting this way? And I think it's one thing to give feedback, but it's also for us on how to receive feedback um, that sometimes it may feel personal, but maybe to go, well, but is there a grain of truth in what they're saying? Uh, and to do a little bit, take a little bit of ownership for the feedback. And I like that he went back to his his leader a year later just to say thank you for sharing that feedback because it was it was a turning point. It brought him back to what was important to him. So we've covered a lot uh, of the episodes, and and there's obviously a lot to uh, to uh, talk about here. Um, but one of the things is as we uh, as we sort of bring this to a close, uh, bring to a wrap is uh, you know final piece here from John Horner, our sports broadcaster. Uh, we're talking about uh, asking questions and uh, as we just talked about the intention and he just says, you know, when you're asking questions, be really clear about the intention. So the context of why you're asking this question. So it doesn't sound like it's manipulative or it's leading. Uh, and speaking of questions, if you have a question or a comment, then please send us an email at podcast at greatcanadiantraining.ca. Once again, that's podcast at greatcanadiantraining.ca. Uh, and also, don't forget to subscribe again so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Uh, we've got the Neuroscience of Confidence coming up, Getting Started with Business Storytelling, Behaviors of Leadership and the Actions You Can Do Around That. Uh, and then coming this fall in September will be our next four-part series, and we'll be talking about presentation skills. Well, I will hand it over. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And I'll hand it over to, to you, Joy, to uh, to give maybe final thoughts and and, uh, and comments here on the episode. I, I want to say, you know, I think the podcast is a really good reflection of great Canadian training. It's insightful. Uh, it's very practical. And there's always an element of fun. And just thank you to everyone who has been listening. Nice. Erica, thank you so much for being a guest and panelist on the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. My pleasure, Joel. And Joy, thank you again for uh, supporting the podcast and bringing your insights uh, and personal thoughts as well into the podcast today. So thank you again for uh, listeners for listening to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, and uh, we will see you next episode. Thank you for joining us in our search for what makes a great communicator. If you enjoyed the show, then please leave a rating or review. Even better, subscribe to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast and make sure you don't miss another episode. Let's stay connected. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at GCT underscore CompuEase. 
And if you'd like more information, free resources or class schedules on everything from software to soft skills training, consulting or coaching, then go on over to greatcanadiantraining.ca. Thank you, and we will see you next episode.